0: Hello, Mama! Thanks for being here with me again today for another episode of Reaching Abundance. Today, we're going to discuss teaching children about money. This topic is super interesting and exciting to me, but also one of my favorite parts of working with women and money. I love when I get to not only help a mom get a better grip on her household finances through coaching But when I also get to help guide her in teaching her children financial concepts as she's going through her journey, I provide insight on phrases to use, activities they can do together to teach financial skills, and even books to read together. The biggest question out there is, when should I teach my kid about money? And I'll cut to the chase here. Now! (laughs) there's never a time too early or too late to teach your child about money and how to use it. Then, this is where it gets more complicated, the questions start rapid firing. How much detail do I go into? What do I say? Where do I start? How do I teach them about money? All of this is in this awesome, super packed episode today. I'll explain everything, Just like our adult finances, if you try to tackle every concept at once, it's overwhelming. But broken down, it's definitely manageable. One thing's for sure, by teaching our children how to manage money, we're positively altering their future. Let's allow that to be our gentle reminder that abundance is possible for all of us no matter where we are in which stage of life. Welcome to the Reaching Abundance podcast, where your host, Virginia Elder, shares helpful guidance for moms around positive mindset, creating simplicity, practicing true self-care, and most of all, money management. Her financial journey toward a better life blossomed into an insatiable desire for overall happiness and abundance. Hang out with her right here each week while she ditches the taboos around women and money, shares resources, educates, and financially empowers all the mamas. All right, I'm Virginia. Virginia. And I'm so excited to share all the details around when, how, and why to teach your children about money. A question I receive from most mamas in my program is, when should I start teaching my child about money? And my answer to this is right away. It's never too early and it's never too late. The only thing you can do wrong here is to completely avoid the subject. I look at the money conversation just like the other awkward subjects we'll eventually have to discuss with our children, like drugs, alcohol, and sex. If we don't talk to them about it and teach them what we want them to know, they are going to make their own assumptions about things and learn who knows what from their friends, and most of that is going to be bad or false information. I'd prefer to tell them the facts. So that I know that they know, without a doubt, the truth. So they can make smart, informed decisions when they need to. Money is an essential part of life. So as much as we mamas harp on brushing teeth correctly, we should be talking about basic money concepts and integrating price comparisons, math, and value into everyday conversations. But I also completely understand when a mom looks at me like a deer in headlights when I say this, because finances are such a big, complicated subject. Throughout the episode today, we're going to break things down. You're going to hear by age what cognitive development milestones the kiddo is experiencing, what concepts they can begin to understand, and what financial lessons you can teach. All this, plus some books and activities by age that will help foster these lessons. Here's an important fact to remember. Kids as young as three can understand basic money concepts, and children develop their money mindset by the age of seven. What this means is that by the time a kiddo is seven years old, In the child's mind, they've witnessed enough to determine their perspective about money, whether it's good or bad, scarce or plentiful, whether it's helpful or hurtful, etc. They likely can't put it into words, but whatever they've subconsciously decided by the age of seven will be reflected in their adult financial behavior. So basically, the way they're going to act with money as adults is already determined by experiences they probably don't even remember. Now, I'm with you if you're thinking this is a little freaky, but it's true. If your children are older than seven, don't panic. They aren't broken. You haven't blown it. You just need to start. You can still make progress. Keep listening. At each age range, you'll hear things pointers, tips, activities, and more that you can integrate no matter how old or how young your child is. Take a deep breath. You just need a little direction and you're going to find it right here. Now, the first key to teaching kids about money is to be a good role model. Build savings and practice self-control with your spending behavior on purpose so that you can honestly discuss things with them. As always, no matter their age, they will learn more from what you do than from what you say. So let's get started, okay? First, let's chat a little bit about brain development. Now, disclaimer here, I am not a scientist or a surgeon or a child psychologist, but this stuff absolutely fascinates me. Let's start with a concept called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is what happens when we have an experience that shapes us, that changes our minds or makes us alter our actions in a certain way. Much like if you previously thought you hated running, but you had a girlfriend who invited you to go with her. So you went and then you had a great time. Next thing you know, you begin running as a regular form of exercise because you've discovered how much you enjoy that time to yourself. This happened to me. I actually altered the connections in my brain from running equals bad to running equals joy. This can happen in adults' minds and children's minds alike. So, It's important to realize that a positive experience with anything at any time leaves an impression. And that positive impression has the ability to grow into a full-on behavior, maybe an automatic positive correlation between abundance and money. (laughs) In addition to this, let me share about the connection children's brains are forming between neurons. By the age of three, a child's brain is forming 1 million connections per minute. Their attachment style, reactions, attitudes, engagements, and responses are all being formed and learned at a pace that's hard for us to fathom. Neurons are connecting 1 million times per minute. That's crazy. This is what's amazing to me, though. The more you engage in what's called responsive conversation, this means asking questions, providing eye contact, and direct interaction. So the more you do that, the more you're influencing those neurons. Studies show that children witness more than 30 million spoken words by the age of three and that the cortical surface area of the brains of children who witness responsive conversation is larger. Scientists have shown that children with larger cortical brain surface have stronger language skills, a larger vocabulary, are able to avoid distraction and exhibit self-control, and are able to engage more strongly as an older child or adult. These factors influence their ability to read and develop future relationships. This is so awesome. So, All of this brain development lingo points to a few simple instructions. Don't get worried if I lost you back there. It's completely okay. I've researched this. Trust me, it's fine. This is what you need to know. Number one, no matter your child's age, engage in conversation with them. It doesn't matter if they're one and can't answer back yet. If they are older and able to answer, help coach them on how to express themselves clearly and which phrases they can say to accurately convey what they would like to communicate. This engaging, responsive, back-and-forth conversation helps develop their brains, their language skills, and most importantly, their perspective of the world. Number two, model positive behavior. Again, The kids' ages don't matter. They are witnessing our attitudes, the words we use, and our actions, and their neurons are forming millions of connections per minute based on what they witness. Let this be even more encouragement and proof for us as parents that they will do as we do, not necessarily what we say. If you practice budgeting, saving, exhibiting self-control, and sound financial decisions, Discussing your feelings and thought processes around why you're doing what you do will be easy. You'll be telling the truth, teaching from reality, and you'll be able to provide sturdy support for the concepts you're talking about. Okay, so let's get to the development and concept breakdown by age, right? We're all chomping at the bit thinking, okay, my kid is blank years old. What do I teach him? How do I do this? I got you. Okay. <laughs> so from birth to age two, this is called the sensory motor stage. Your baby develops understanding of the physical world through senses like touch, taste, feel, smell, and through objects. They begin to grasp their bottle. They graduate from milk to baby food, they gravitate towards blocks or balls, and they learn how to crawl and walk. Everything they do under the age of two is related to a sense or understanding of an object and what it does as it pertains to their life. Even though they can't verbalize that their blanket is soft, they require it touching their cheek in order to sleep, right? During this phase, you aren't teaching your child directly about money. You are, however, teaching them things that turn into money skills. ABCs and numbers 1 through 10 as you stack blocks high and let them knock it down. Reading bedtime stories, practicing interactive conversations, playing peekaboo. All of these things influence how their brain's neurons are connecting. You're influencing those connections, right? They practice what's called serve and return, which is basically testing cause and effect. If they cry, you pick them up. If they drop their spoon, you give them a new one. If they hide their face, you play peekaboo. These simple games and somewhat fun interactions with your baby are laying the foundation on which number concepts vocabulary, and mindfulness will be built. So although there aren't actual money lessons happening here, this is still a very valuable, important time for brain development. And of course, furtherance of your personal and emotional relationship with your baby. The next phase, this one lasts from ages three to seven, and it's called pre-operational. It's during these early preschool through first or second grade years that children are developing short and long-term memory, imagination, concepts like past, present, and future, and beginning to understand symbolic representation. Their attention spans are developing along with their auditory processing skills, which that leads to reading. Near the age of six or seven years old, they enter the early stages of understanding logic, cause and effect, and reasoning. This one stood out to me because I remember all too clearly the frustration at why on earth a four or five-year-old cannot understand the concept that if you do this, this happens. Until I found this out. Trust me. It was an eye-opening conversation between the hubs and I, trying to come up with better parenting strategies for our then three- and five-year-old kids with the knowledge that these children do not even have the ability to reason or understand what we consider simple logic. Cause and effect logic and what we may even consider as common sense isn't even possible in a child's brain until they are at least six years old. Even then, it's a little iffy until they get a bit older. So, this is also where it gets fun because as your child develops, you can play different games with them, read money-themed books, practice counting coins, establish an allowance or chores, open a savings account, and start integrating simple math and values into everyday conversation. This four-year gap from ages three to seven is a big one, with lots of mini developmental milestones in between. So now that you know the overall development that's occurring within these years, let's break it down a little bit further. Real quick though, as a reminder, all this information is in a blog post with links and details all spilled out for you at reachingabundance.com. This episode is packed with keywords and tons of information. If you want to take notes, go for it. But also remember, you can just tap the show notes link from within your podcast app and you'll be taken to where everything is written out for you. You can even download the lists of books that we'll talk about by age group if you want to. So at ages three to five, here are some activities you'll want to implement and practice with your kids. Delayed gratification. This is a rough concept for us adults, likely because it wasn't taught and practiced intentionally with us as children. This is where we have the opportunity to change our children's trajectory and make their future better than ours. Find simple opportunities throughout the day to discuss openly and create rewards for patients. Here are a couple of ideas. Waiting. (laughs) Waiting is a form of delayed gratification. So when waiting in the grocery store line, explain why we should wait our turn and how rude it would be to push everyone out of the way. Draw a similarity to when they're at the park and when they want to swing, but all the swings are being used. Discuss savings goals. Come up with something that you're quote-unquote saving for, like something small, maybe a $20 to $50 item. When you see that item at the store or online, point it out and talk about why you want it. Explain that you're not going to buy it today because you're using your money for other things right now. But also explain that in just X amount of time, you know, just make up something, two weeks, say. You'll save up your money and buy it. Make this visual by showing them cash amounting to half of the purchase. Explain that after more work, in one more week, you'll have what you need to buy it. Discuss the math openly, like, I have $10 right here in my hand, but see, pointing at the price tag, I can't buy it until I have $20. Follow through, and over the next week, show your kiddo the other half of the cash, This is a great opportunity to count money together, talk about the value of things, discuss waiting for things you really want, and teach about working toward a goal. Finally, combine the wait with the goal. Buy the thing with cash when your child is with you. Celebrate that you saved up for this thing Patiently waited to purchase the item and talk to them about how they can do it too. I encourage you to tweak and modify these exercises as you see fit. The main things to focus on are to teach them how to wait, practice counting and math skills, introduce the concept of trading money for goods, and encourage discussion about goal setting and the fact that we can buy anything, just not everything. Next, work on categorizing money visually. In these early preschool years, I do suggest creating three clear separate piggy banks. Mason jars work great for this. And explain to your kiddo that one jar is for each spending, saving, and sharing. As they accumulate birthday or Christmas money, divide the earnings evenly among the jars. Read books together. For kiddos between the ages of three and seven, you're likely reading a bedtime story every night. And I'd love for you to work into the reading schedule a few of my favorites. Curious George Saves His Pennies. Bernstein Bears Trouble with Money and Dr. Seuss's one cent, two cents, old cent, new cent. I have several more listed, complete with a corresponding Amazon affiliate link, so you can just snag it quickly, listed on my site. Then, practice handling money. Work with your three to five-year-olds so that they learn that things have value. Begin to recognize and sort coins. Practice counting and differentiate between things they want More than others. Create opportunities for them to just practice exchanging money. Give them a couple bucks and allow them to pick out a fruit that they want for a snack. Give them $15 and let them choose a new book at the bookstore. It doesn't matter at this point if they're using their own money or yours. The simple fact that you're creating a space in which money is not a taboo topic where you'll walk them through making good choices and answer questions that they have. This is what's important at this age. Use positive language. Since a three-year-old's comprehension and likely language too has developed, ensure you're using positive many phrases around your own finances and purchases. This will be the foundation of later teachings. This includes saying, we're making different choices with our money instead of, we can't afford that when your child asks for an expensive toy. Refrain from muttering everything's so expensive under your breath and instead say, the world is full of options and I'll find an affordable solution when faced with a difficult choice. One of my favorites my son and I say to each other is, I have the power to solve my problems. I can do this. I believe in myself. We practice taking deep breaths and then listing off three potential solutions to whatever he's facing. It's really helped him over the past few months. For more phrases and examples of what to say and what not to say, a free downloadable list of positive money mindset phrases is available right in the show notes at reachingabundance.com. Some, you can even tweak a little and have your kids practice to encourage themselves when they are in a tight spot. Around the age of six to seven years old, your kiddo is ready to learn how to earn money. Whether you want to set up an allowance or a chore-based commission system is up to you. There's a great big debate out there as to which is best, and I won't get into that, We believe in a combination of these methods and that neither will ruin your child. The point of your child earning money is for them to gain experience handling money. For them to understand the value of their time and effort as compared to the cost of the items they want is a priceless lesson. Establish a visual chore chart, a popsicle stick reward system, or whatever works for your family. In the show notes, I've included a link to age-appropriate chores by year and a list of some great visual aids for your kids, like charts, jars, magnetic boards, stuff like that. Practicing with earning, spending, and saving small amounts of cash translates into life skills that will help them be successful adults that can't be taught any other way you're creating a safe space in which they can experience empowerment, excitement, regret, loss, accomplishment, and disappointment all while you're standing by ready with a hug or high five. I, for one, am much happier for them to go through this all at this age under my wing than to experience these things at the age of 18 or 20 with larger amounts of money and with limited ability to protect or guide them. By the time these kids are six or seven years old, it's possible they've been using the three-jar method, spend, save, and share, for a few years. When they have the opportunity to earn, either via allowance or chores, it's time to open a savings account at the local bank branch. Make a big deal and amp up the excitement about your kid opening their first bank account. Physically take them into the bank, allow them to hold their cash and involve them in filling out the paperwork. Help them be proud of this milestone and explain that you'll bring them to the bank anytime to add money to their new bank account. At this point, you may consider incentivizing savings. Come up with some sort of matching program. By the way, I suggest providing clear guidelines on minimums and maximums so that your kiddo is even more excited to earn and save their money. All the while, continue allowing them to learn the names and values of the different coins and bills, explain to them what a check is, maybe write them one sometime, And allow them to practice handling cash. Teach them to set savings and purchase goals. Help them track toward these goals with visual representations like coloring sheets or charts. Actually, I recently created a gumball coloring sheet just for this purpose. And so that's available now at reachingabundance.com also. Along these lines, if you want to implement a card based system instead of using paper cash, I do support this and I recommend very much so that you check out this company called FamZoo. Hey, Mama. At this point, I think we're on the same page. We both want our kids to grow up way more financially savvy than we did. Let's be real teaching kids about money using cash is necessary. But to prevent them from suffering the same money issues we have, they need practice using apps and plastic, which is where FamZoo comes in. For a few months now, my family's been using FamZoo, an app connected with prepaid cards, one for each family member, where we have all the parental control to pay allowance, gift cash, split earnings between spending and savings, monitor balances and transactions, track savings goals, teach budgeting, And so much more. The kids think it's so cool to look at their own balances through the app and use their own card when making purchases. The card's funds are FDIC-insured, and the cardholders are protected by MasterCard's zero-liability policy against unauthorized purchases. Check out all the ways FamZoo can help boost financial literacy for your little ones by clicking the affiliate link at reachingabundance.com. As your child grows, they'll reach the concrete operational development stage. This is typically between the age of 7 and 11 years old. It's during these years that children develop awareness of external events, basic understanding of how the world works, other people's situations and feelings, and have a much clearer comprehension of cause and effect. Their logic is developing strongly, and they're able to differentiate between concrete and abstract ideas. Between the ages of 7 and 11, your financial behavior as the example is imperative. This doesn't mean you have to be perfect, be debt-free, or put up some front about money. It means you are the person they continue to look up to and learn from the most and that they will mimic the things you say and the way you behave. Discuss your spending decisions, like why you're choosing a generic brand, openly, as part of normal conversation. Encourage them to weigh in on which item they think should be purchased, and if the additional money for the name brand item is worth it. Allow them to be involved. Ask them to help you find coupons or compare ads. Ask them if they'd rather do this or that for entertainment while weighing the costs of each. All of this to say, basically, make money and choices a normal discussion. When a child feels involved and that their opinion matters, they are more likely to participate. Continue to help them set goals for spending and saving. Open their eyes to opportunities for sharing their wealth introduce them to charities that spark their interest, and begin to expose them to deeper, broader financial concepts. An older, preteen kiddo can grasp large numbers, so this is a great opportunity to involve them in paying the household bills. It's important for them to see that even though your paycheck may seem eye-popping huge to them, it goes quickly since you've got to pay the mortgage, the car payments, basketball, dance, utilities, all of this stuff. They need to understand the value of the electricity and water they take for granted on a daily basis. It's also important for them to begin to have awareness that 3,000 or 5,000 or whatever doesn't actually cover that much. Take advantage of their expanded math skills and show them the in and out fluctuations of money in your bank account. Show them what you're saving, what it's for, and why you want them to be better at it than you are. We all want that, right? Around the age of 10, they should be well-versed with earning, saving, and spending cash, and hopefully they've had several months, if not years, of you talking to them about money. At this point, explain the difference between debit and credit cards if you haven't already and make sure they know that credit is not free money. Begin to talk with them about the power of advertising and open their eyes to the fact that everyone wants them to buy their thing. Further the discussions about choices, saving toward what you really want and encourage them to notice when they are being persuaded or advertised to. During the concrete operational stage, kids can understand financial concepts almost as well as any 18 year old. It's during this stage that it's important we continue to guide them so that they aren't winging it when they are 16 or 18 or 20. When a child is 11 or under, They haven't quite hit their rebellious stage and they don't drive or work outside the home yet. For these reasons, among others, parents still have the utmost influence over what is right or wrong for their child. So take advantage of these early years and teach your child the things that you wish you knew. Rack your brain and try to remember those slap-in-the-face moments you had with money in your teens and early 20s. Backtrack from those rough patches and create lessons for your child in order to help them avoid those same shocking moments. At this point, the bedtime story thing has sadly disappeared and your kiddo is independently reading Stop by the library, half price books, or even just click the links on my site to snag these more mature money books. Lunch Money by Andrew Clements, 101 Ways to Bug Your Parents by Lee Wardlaw, and The Get Rich Quick Club by Dan Gutman. Again, the whole comprehensive list of books is available in the blog post, but these are some really good ones for the older readers. As your child grows into their teen years, explain in more detail about credit, FICO scores, loans, compound interest, earnings versus budgeting and saving, and most importantly, net worth. There will be many excellent opportunities to discuss these things as they get their first job, set up their first contributions to retirement, bring home their first paychecks, These are such exciting steps for your team. Continue to share how to budget, teach them to address savings and needs over wants, and help them build confidence in managing money on their own. Show them the ropes as they set up contributions to their first retirement account. If you're rusty in any of these areas and aren't sure how to explain it to your kiddo because you're not even clear on it, it's okay. Let me know. This is a good thing. The fact that you want to make your child's life better is amazing. But since you're willing to change and grow and learn yourself in order to facilitate this process is astounding. I'll direct you to a post I've written, or maybe I'll even create one for you to help you out with whatever specific challenge you're facing. Okay. So after all this detail, what are the boiled down basics of teaching your kids about money? Be a good example. Let your spending reflect your values. They will see your behavior and either mimic it or ask you why, which will be the perfect opportunity for a money lesson. Encourage conversation. Talk about choices, values, and numbers openly with them. Share your thought processes, goals, and strategies to reach those goals, and why you value the things that you do. Ask them what they value and why. Provide opportunity. When they're tiny, you're providing blocks and silly games, which may not seem like much, but they are important opportunities for your baby to be exposed to language. When they're older, provide them with opportunity to practice saving, spending, and sharing their cash. Give them visuals like savings jars, chore charts, and coloring sheets toward their goals. The older kids get, the more practice, the bigger the numbers, and the more real opportunities they need. If you continue to guide, speak openly, and teach with their positive growth in mind, you're on the right track. And if by chance you listen to this whole thing in fear because your kids are older and you haven't done any of this, don't panic. You can start anywhere at any time. Start with the concepts you'd teach a very young child and escalate them quickly since your older kiddo is going to grasp these concepts quickly. You'll still teach all the same things just in a modified time frame. Let me know if you need help with this. We can come up with a plan so you nor your kiddo gets overwhelmed and so that you're able to do things in just the right order. All right, mama. Thank you again for being here with me today. This was an intense episode filled with child development and psychology mixed with financial lessons. But I think... It will be super duper helpful to all you mamas out there. Do me a favor, actually, will you please? Screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, on your page, or maybe even in a text to another fellow mama who might find this useful. When we as women band together and help each other find and use helpful resources, we all rise to the occasion. And let's be honest, raising kids is tough. We all need all the help we can get. This week, edge a little closer to reaching abundance with me by looking for opportunities to discuss money, comparison shopping, or positive financial choices with your kiddos. Think about and maybe even research if you'll implement an allowance or a commission-based system as an earning opportunity for your kiddo. I'd love to know what you choose and why. And last but not least, all the things discussed throughout this episode are in a blog post, also called The Show Notes, at ReachingAbundance.com for your reference. There were several downloads, products, and books I recommended in this episode. So instead of trying to remember what I said, just pop over there, give the article a scroll, and you'll find what you need. I look forward to talking with you again next time.